Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 16, beginning in verse 1. The Pharisees and Sadducees came, and testing him, asked him to show them a sign from heaven. It seems the testing for Jesus was not over. Out there, they were still waiting. And the trials, and the persecution. And waiting yet was, of course, the cross. After all he had done in their midst, after all that they had seen, they ironically still ask for a sign. I guess the world never changes. How can the world stand in the very midst of the miraculous, surrounded by the power of his healing hands, and incredulously ask to see something more? Verse 2 says, But he answered them, saying, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites! You know how to discern the appearance of the sky, but you can't discern the signs of the times. You see, the people, they wanted more, but they weren't going to get it. Besides, they probably would have missed it anyway. However, Jesus does deliver a real rebuke of these religious hard hearts. He cuts them no slack. In fact, he calls them hypocrites because they were pretending to be something that they were not. Like so many, even in our day, they no doubt were saying all the right things, but their hearts were not changed. The humility of the Gentile woman that we read of back in chapter 15, well, that was conspicuously absent in this situation. Now, these men could see and understand the changes in the weather. They knew what those weather signs meant. So how could they miss this? There can really be no other explanation short of the fact that they did not really want to see. Jesus was not operating in the dark after all. What he did, he did out there for everyone to see. Yet these men were purposely rejecting the signs that they saw with their own eyes as well as the ones they knew from ancient scriptures. Verse 4 goes on, and even, excuse me, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and there will be no sign given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. He left them and departed. Jesus would indeed soon give one more sign that he was the one. He would for three days go into the belly of the whale. He would experience real death, and yet after three days he would be resurrected. But even that would not be enough for these skeptics. Verse 5. The disciples came to the other side and had forgotten to take bread. And Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They reasoned among themselves, saying, We brought no bread. Now coming fresh out of 
the second miracle where Jesus produced bread from where there was virtually none, a person on the outside might certainly express dismay at the apostles' lack of understanding and their lack of faith. Yet how slow are we to gain even elemental comprehension of the ways of God? It seems to take so very long, and there are no shortcuts to spiritual maturity. Jesus wasn't here in warning them about packing bread, but rather concerning the yeast of the Pharisees. This was not a bread issue, but a sin issue. Leaven, or yeast, throughout all of scripture is presented as a picture of evil. An evil that, like yeast, begins with the smallest amount of indiscretion. Just a tiny bit of cheating the word. Soon, just like yeast, that little cheat grows and grows and becomes inseparable from the rest of the dough. Not only does it get bigger, it becomes one with the dough until it is all evil. Now notice that this yeast was not from the outside world. No, this was a root of evil that actually came from the religious world. Elsewhere in scripture, we are warned of the leaven of the world, but here is a clear warning to beware of that of the false religious powers. A clear warning to beware of what we believe in and whom we follow. The apostles thought he was referring to the fact that they forgot to bring bread to eat. This would be an issue? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Why would he be worried about bread? After all, what did they do with all that bread that was left from those seven baskets full? Verse 8 goes on, Jesus, perceiving it, said, Why do you reason among yourselves, you of little faith, because you have brought no bread? So yet again, Jesus is forced to explain not only his actions, but the meaning behind him. This would truly be a sad picture if we couldn't so readily see ourselves in such a scenario. The apostles still lacked faith. They lacked belief in Jesus. All of the other issues, well, they're just incidentals. Whether it be bread or terminal illness or even the cross, faith in him is all that is required. We need not understand why or even what, just that he is involved, and that is enough. Verse 9 says, Don't you perceive or remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up? So he asks them point blank here, Don't you understand yet? I wonder how many times he says that to me. Don't you remember? Don't you remember the last time and the time before that? Herein lies a lesson in divine arithmetic, because according to verse 9 and 10, it is apparent that the less Jesus had to work with, the more he fed and the more food there was left over. The amount on hand apparently matters little. It only matters that we bring it to Jesus. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.